God has not caused some of the things that are in your life that are coming against you. God did not cause them. That is not our God. That is not a loving father. Let's look at it with our children. If you have children in this room, how many of you parents intentionally trip up your children to teach them a lesson? No. How dare we? What kind of father, mother is that? God is not bringing these things into our life. He's not bringing them and putting them there, but listen to what he is doing. He knows that they are there and he is using them. Even if the enemy brought them in, he's using the enemy at his own game. He says, you watch this. He is using these things in front of us to prepare us to encounter a love that you and I maybe have never encountered on this earth. He is preparing you to run headlong into the glory and love and the goodness that is from our Father. See, I have to tell you today, I don't know a step or a program to get you there. I read in God's word, and I want you to write, if you don't take notes, today is the day you have to take notes. You have to write this down because this is somewhere the Lord has taken all of us, not just for a 30-minute sermon, but this is somewhere for the next step in your life. You want to go through tomorrow with joy? Who wants to go through joy tomorrow with joy? Raise your hand. I do. How many of you guys have some things in your life that you know are placed there and that God didn't do it, but there's some struggles and hardships. We're going to talk about sufferings in just a second. How many of you have those things piled up against you? Raise your hand. In your flesh, you cannot walk through tomorrow with joy. You just can't do it. Unless you work with a lady by the name of Joy, that's all the joy you're going to have. You cannot walk tomorrow in what your life looks like currently in joy without partnering with God, the Holy Spirit. It's an impossibility. So I just trust him so much that he is going to visit and he's going to hang out. He's going to lunch with you today. He's going to be at your house tonight. He is going to be with you when you wake up tomorrow. He's going to go to your workplace tomorrow in all of the circumstances See, here's what I've been under the influence of, of misleading, that, that all the circumstances will be, there'll be a path and there'll be a, a smooth sailing. Guys, no. But because of what the word says that I have, listen to this, I have the mind of Christ. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter two, and I'm not gonna read all this to you, Guys, we're highly educated. We can read this for ourselves. And you know what you do when you read this for yourself? Here's what you can do. Maybe you've never done this before. But you can sit there and you can say, oh, the preacher was talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and he talked about all this passage. You know what, God? Here's what you do. Hey, God, what do you want to say to me through your voice? Again, don't you take mine. Don't you take my encounter. Don't you take my experience. Because if you take mine, even though it is of the Lord, it is not yours. What we've been trying to operate here as Christians, even in our culture down here, is from a counterfeit understanding and encountering of the Lord. 
We've taken this person's and this person's and this person. This guy wrote a good book. This guy has a great podcast. This guy does an amazing thing. They can do all this. My mom and dad were this. No, it's not any of that. It's just you understanding that you're in the presence of God. And whether you're a hundred or whether you're two in here, you're in the presence of God and he has just positioned himself to talk and to learn and to lean into you. So if you're going through it, this morning I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit to allow us to bring some things to our mind just like we did last week. Some of those things that Paul talks about in Romans chapter eight that we're going to go to in a second talk, he calls them struggles. Go ahead and let those struggles, maybe some of those fears, Let them come because I trust where the Holy Spirit is going to go with them this morning. And just a side note. Romans chapter eight, verse one. Okay, could you go ahead and just pull it up on the screen so we can see it in the Passion Translation? This is for the people in the room that start to go to some of these places and suffering, hardship. We're going to talk about this in a second. And you go there in in panic, weight, anxiety, shame, condemnation, a longing to run back into darkness because of these things that come up in our mind. If that is you today, I need you to read what is on the screen. Because Paul said, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, hey guys, if you are going to a place of condemnation, if shame starts to boil up in you, that's not from God. You see, the Holy Spirit allows us to bring these things to our minds for one purpose, and that purpose is for us to be set free from them having any power or authority in your life. Okay, yep, you made some bad choices. Let's just go there. We're in church, there's some sin. Yes. The Holy Spirit is saying, hey, I'm going to bring a newfound freedom and we're going to replace that condemnation with the power of God. And so guess what? You're going to want to abuse. You fill in the blank. You're going to want to abuse. You fill in the blank. The Holy Spirit is saying to you, hey, that's not how Jesus thought First Corinthians chapter two, towards the end of that chapter, Paul says, hey, no, you know what? You have the mind of Christ. And so when we operate under the influence of God, the Holy Spirit, recognizing that we have the mind of Christ, we don't have to go and abuse blank. You know what you and I get to do under the influence and love of God is you and I, with the mind of Christ, we get to say, okay, God, I'm really wanting to go abuse these blank and I need it and I'm wanting it, 
but I know that's not who I am because your promise tells me that that's not who I am. And I have the mind of Christ and I'm going to practice that right now. So God, I am going to replace abusing blank with doing what? Hey God, what do you tell me? You know what he might do? Because we're creating a culture that's inspired by God, the Holy Spirit, and a kingdom that is unrecognizable to this world right now. He may say, hey guys, there's a brother in Christ. Just pick up the phone. You need to just say, hey, I'm really struggling. I'm wanting to take so many of those pills, the prescription pills. The doctor gave me the prescription for them. It's brand new. Nobody's going to know that four or five are missing. Hey, hey man, listen, John, I got to tell you something. I'm really struggling. I'm wanting to take these pills right now. But the Lord told me to call you and watch what he does. Instead, we use the mind of flesh. You know what we do? Here's what we say. The mind of flesh says, oh, that won't hurt. It's just this time. You can look at what Paul says too. I think it's in uh, Galatians somewhere in there. (laughs) This isn't in the script. But it says the mind that's being controlled by the flesh basically leads to sin and death. The mind that is being controlled by the Holy Spirit leads to life and freedom. Hey, God, I'm really wanting to abuse now. I'm really wanting to lash out. Let's just go personal. I'm really wanting to lash out at my spouse. They did blank. I'm really wanting to lash out. My mind says to go crazy. But I know, God, your promise says that I have the mind of Christ. And Jesus wouldn't lash out. And so, God, I don't know how Jesus would do and respond in this situation, but before you walk in the door, you don't walk in there under the influence of your flesh like you have for 25 years. You get to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to sit in my car, and I have the mind of Christ, and God, I don't know how this works, but I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to put it into practice. I am mad as fire right now. But I'm getting ready to walk into my wife, And I'm going to walk in there under the influence of the Holy Spirit with the mind of Christ, God. And we see what that looks like. Because Paul says that you and I, you and I who have said Jesus is Lord and Savior, he says you and I have the mind of Christ. And everything that you and I encounter, everything. We've been positioned to encounter everything. And with the mind of Christ, understand that it is God preparing us to encounter a love of the Father that many, even in this room, have encountered. I want you to do this. I want you to write down Romans chapter 8. You want to know where Paul says we have the mind of Christ? It's the very last verse of 1 Corinthians 2. Write that down. Go look at it. Say, hey God, what are you saying to me about that? If I have the mind of Christ, the fruit of spirit is love and joy and peace. You know, I got into a doctrinal debate this week and I don't do much debating. But somebody was like, oh, you've got to be careful telling people that being baptized in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues is the only way you're going to know that someone's filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay. 
Here's what I do. I don't need to hear you pray in tongues. I just need to look at your life and let's look at the fruit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. It's awesome that the Holy Spirit has given you the gift to speak in tongues. Paul says, I wish everyone spoke in tongues. But you know what else he said? The greatest gift is what? Love. Let me see some love. But Scott, my circumstances don't point me to love right now. Guess what? Smooth sailing may be a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus says, guess what? If they hate you, it's because they hated me first. You know what else Jesus said? He said, in this life, he didn't say you'll have smooth sailing. He said, in this life, you will have trouble. But fear not, because I have overcome the world. It's the only way, guys, that we go through this life. I don't, we, listen, we could cancel this thing and shut this down and turn it into a Belks. Because people say, that's the Belks church. We could turn it into a Belks. We have a shoe section, a baby section. We could have underwear and lingerie over there. And we could have socks and we could have polo shirts. We could turn this thing into a Belks and never meet again in this place and transform this community. If a sermon was going to transform a community, this place would have been transformed 75 years ago. And I'm not knocking church services. Please don't hear me. But I am not going to stand here and try to inspire you with points and crafty teachings. I am going to have to say, if you long to operate in the influence of the Holy Spirit with the mind of Christ that will enable you to look at all of this stuff in a different way, you are going to have to spend time with God and say, God, what does that look like for my life? I don't know how you men are in the room, but you ever go to like a meeting that your wife knew you were going to? And it was like a big deal. She'd been praying and fasting for you. And you go to this meeting and it was great. And it was like two hours, three hours long. And you're just talking up a storm, talking up a storm. Ah, blah, blah. And then you walk in the house and like, how'd it go? And what do you say? It's good. Listen, ladies, it's not that we like, are trying to say that. It's just that we truly forgotten what we were talking about in the meeting. And so, like, I look back and people are saying, you need to, like, write a book. Like, talk about your journey. I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't think I can remember five years ago. I just remember there was a time at Ledford High School. I was standing behind a black curtain. And I knew the Holy Spirit was coming. And he was dropping on that place. And it was an opportunity to partner with him or to deny him. And I remember going out there. Don't remember the Sunday. Don't remember the message. But I said, God, I am going with you. And here we are. I don't know what's next. But I know that God has given you the mind of Christ to set you up to look at things and to receive his love in ways that you may have never received it before. So right here, first Corinthians chapter two, the last verse says we have the mind of Christ. It's a promise from the Lord. And I'm not going to spend all the time here this morning going back over Jonah. I need you to hear this one point, though, just this one thing. 
And I want you to see this and take it to the Lord, understanding that you have been given the mind of Christ, that God is not punishing you for some of the things that are actually active in your life right now. He is not punishing you, but he is preparing you to encounter some ways in an explosive, life-shattering way, the love of God, the glory of God revealed. I want you to read through Jonah. It's only four short chapters. Chapter two is not punishment. The whale, the big fish was not punishment for Jonah. No, it was a time of rest to prepare Jonah for chapters three and four. The glory and the love of God was getting ready to be displayed to Jonah in a way that he had never encountered before. And Jonah needed to be prepared for the love of God to be on display. Now, if you read this for yourself, you'll see that that didn't set well with Jonah. There were other events in Jonah's life, I guarantee you, where God continued to prepare Jonah for the love of the Father to be on display. But we just stop in four chapters. So you spend some time looking at how the preparation was taking place with Jonah's life. The big fish was not punishment. It was an encounter with the true, genuine, glorious love of God. If you need a New Testament example, there's a guy by the name of Saul who was killing Christians, killing them, persecuting them. He also didn't get punished. There was a time on the road that he was journeying on and he went blind and he went blind for three days. It was preparation for him to encounter an explosive amount of the love and glory of God. It changed his name to Paul. And so you may be in here and you're not even a lover of Jesus. You don't follow Jesus. And listen, that's okay. You just haven't met him yet. You're actually undergoing right now preparation to encounter his love. You see, Saul was killing people. He wasn't following Jesus. And guess what? He collided with the glorious love of the Father. So I'm not going through Jonah. I want to go into Romans chapter 8. This is where we're going to land. Please remember, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to speak to us throughout, not only today, this week. He is speaking to us on an ongoing basis because he loves relationship with you. Here's where we're going to end. Last two verses, Romans 8, 18 and 19. And then we're going to sing another song. I feel like celebrating. Because you have the mind of Christ. All these things that stack up against you. I don't know how they got there. Hey, listen, you probably caused some of them to get there. Let's just be honest. Can we be honest before the Lord and ourselves for once? I've made some decisions and some things. And listen, it's caused some of this stuff to stack up and pile up against us. Let's just own it. And if we have a mind of Christ that's under the influence of the Holy Spirit, I'm not afraid of being punished. Because I love Jesus and I know that all of my sins have been forgiven, washed in the blood of Jesus. They are as gone as the far, they're separated as far as the east is from the west. There is no east and west pole. Think about that. There's no marker that says, okay, now you're in the east or now you're in the west. No, it's endless. And he says that your sins are forgiven, gone from you as far as the east is from the west. 
knowing that I am not being punished by God. I have the mind of Christ. I look at life situations and circumstances and I don't pray against them. I don't pray for them to be removed. I pray, I start by praying and saying, God, what are you revealing to me in these situations? Because some of us have prayed in the flesh and we have wanted removed the very avenue and vessel that God is wanting to show up in and blow our minds with his glorious love for you. I've prayed away things. Lord, remove them. I want my path straight. I need, I need clear sailing, smooth sailing. And he, as he loves me as his son, he's like, <laughs> good time. I want you to, Learn how good I am because of this. And Scott, in this, what you think is like, it's awful. And it's painful. And no, I want you to understand something. I didn't cause that in your life. But I'm going to utilize that. And I'm going to reveal my goodness to you. You're going to see that in a whole different light. Because that what you thought was there to trip you up, to harm you, to kill you, is actually something that I'm going to love you through. That's why the Holy Spirit can allow you to go there right now with that. Anything that's in front of you, this circumstance, this situation. Paul says it this way in Romans 8, 18. He says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Did you guys hear that? Did you hear that? That's what I'm saying. I don't know if we heard that. Let that weight sit on you right there from the Lord. Get your mind off where you're getting ready to go next. Get your mind off the fact that it's raining. Get your mind off work tomorrow. Get your mind off whatever it is and let your mind that is Christ, let that soak in. I consider that the sufferings, and I just wrote down in my notes this right here, that word suffering in the Greek, you know what it means? It means it's, it's something that you have undergone. It means something that you have had to go through, something that you may be right now going through. That's what Paul is using there in the Greek. The suffering means it's something that you're going through. Can I just see a show of hands just to show you something? Listen, if this is you and this statement is true, I need you to participate If you are in the middle, if you are on the outskirts, if you are currently or have or you know it's coming and undergoing of something in your life, would you just raise your hand high? Raise it high and look around. Paul says that I consider that the the thing, things that I am undergoing it also means it also can mean hardship, pain, an influence, an affliction. And Paul says, I don't consider any of that. I consider that the stuff of this present time, it's not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. 
And the only way that you and I can continue to endure and walk and move forward with joy, with love, with peace, the only way that you and I can continue to move forward is not the way that man has told you to operate. We have to go partnering with God, the Holy Spirit, with the mind of Christ, and we continue to move forward. Because we know the truth. That all of this, all that you're facing right now, the many hands, whatever you are facing, it doesn't compare with what God is going to be revealing, I believe, in the days to come. With the mind of Christ, I can look at this and say, no, this is the way God is revealing his love and adoration to me. Man, I caused some of this mess. I caused some of this suffering. And he still overcomes and more powerful than that. I love the 19th verse, but I'm not going to go there this morning. I love that. Go read that sometime. For the person who is maybe struggling with this, here's how I want to end. We're going, here's how this thing is going to end this morning. We're going, we're going to, um, I'm going to read what this says in Romans 8, 37. And uh, we're, we're going to sing another song. We're going to sing a song that we sang already this morning, but we're going to sing it today right now with a partnership with the mind of Christ. Sound good? We're going to start now putting this into practice. We're not going into another program. This is yours given to you freely under God's love for you. Please hear that. What God has right now before us is this gift. And he is saying, this is how I want you to spend the rest of your life. Guys, I cannot tell you how much I long for this. I long for it. I long to be free from a mindset that continues to drag me down. I want to crush pessimism in Jesus' name. I want to continually operate on a daily basis under the influence of God, knowing that I have the mind of Christ. And so if you're in this place today and you struggle with this for one reason or another, whether it was a belief that someone gave to you, that maybe you grew up under an influence that had good intentions, but it wasn't God. See, I'm not trying to come at you with good intentions. I'm not even trying to come with you with crafty words. I'm trying to push you. Like I want to make you go spend time with God and hear what the Holy Spirit has to say. That's all I want. I can almost push you. That's what I want. If you're in this place today and you're struggling, struggling to say, there's no way I can do that. You're right, you can't. There's no way I can wake up tomorrow with all this stuff in front of me with joy and look at it as God loving me. There's no way I can do that. And you are exactly right. The reason that it's never invaded you 
is because you've been trying to do something. Here's what I need you to take away from this building today. If this is something that is a struggle. Scott, you got to give me something. Give me a step. No. I trust God and you. If you struggle, and it seems insurmountable, there's no way I can look at that. There's, you don't even know the diagnosis. There's no way I can look at that and see joy in that. There's no way. All I can tell you from firsthand experience is a testimony that yes, you can. How? God did just his thing. And he took a pile. And he said, I want to show you how much I love you. But you can only do that with the understanding that God has given you. The same mind that he gave Jesus. That's the truth. And so... We come against all negativity. We come against all lies. We come against any voice that is not of the Lord. And listen to this. This is for the person that's just maybe like, oh, I don't know how. It's okay. Paul says this. No, you need to read all this to get all the goodness of this, but it's in 37. Just jump in there for time's sake. Listen to this. No. In all these things, I wish I had another hour. But again, if I said I need another hour, that's me even saying, ah, the Lord's not going to go with them and show them stuff. No, he's going to show you something. I don't need another minute. I need you to listen to what the Lord is saying to you. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Some of you need to say that right now in your brain. Some of you just need to admit it. You need to just fall on your knees. You need to fall on your face and you need to just say, you know what? I'm done. I don't even know what to do next. I'm exhausted. My mind is a battlefield. It is raging. I'm tired of trying to numb it. I'm tired of trying to run. I'm trying, tired of trying to get from man what I know only God can give me. And you just need to stop and you need to sit there and you need to look at all the stuff that's piled up and you need to say, hey, I don't even know what to do next, God. I don't even know what to do next. I don't even know what to do next. And you know what he's going to say to you? You don't need to because I do. for the person who needs this right now. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. You hear that? Some of you need to say it. I am more than a conqueror. I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present right in front of me. 
I've never looked at them this way. I've never known that I could look at them with the mind of Christ. They are standing in front of you. You may be eating dinner with them tonight. You may be going home with them this afternoon. You may be going to work with them tomorrow. You may be in the very presence of things that have tried to destroy you. But today, no longer. Because you have the mind of Christ. And I look at those things and I say, God, it's amazing how much you love me. I don't see it yet, but I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to walk forward because I'm a conqueror. Nor things present, nor things to come. Nor, nor height, nor depth, or anything else in all of creation. Listen to this. We'll be able to separate you from encountering the glorious love of God that came through Christ Jesus. So, okay, I see it. The mind of Christ, it doesn't cause me fear. I don't shrink back. The mind of Christ is going to cause me to praise. And that circumstance hasn't changed, but I have joy. That's what God's asking us to put in to practice.